Welcome to the Daily Calendar Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 5th. 2020. 2020. And that is Carrie Mayer. And I'm... Bob Mayer. That's right. The Mayers. Or Bobby, if you're here in Boston. That's true. We do call him Bobby in Boston. Yeah. And I call him Bobby a lot. And then Bob, when I'm mad at him, kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or in this podcast, I call you Or in the podcast, yeah. It's nice and Which short. Which you're always mad at me in the podcast, so. <laughs> I do get irritated with you sometimes in the podcast. Well, we are here today to give you some more tips, trivia, and bits and pieces of information so that you're... Uh, Conversation starters, if you will. Yeah, so that you're not as boring and uh, people aren't as boring. It's true. Conversations are pretty boring. We don't like small talk. We don't like, well, how's the weather? Oh, it's really cold out today. You know, that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah. it gets old. And it doesn't win you any friends or dates. Or dates. No. So. So, yeah. So, we're here to give you some yeah, little bits us. and pieces. So, let's start off with this day in history. Let's hear it. Okay. What happened? So, in 1783, earthquakes devastates southern italy oh no this was the calabrian earthquakes calabrian calabrian yes and it was a series of five earthquakes that occurred over five strong earthquakes i should say that occurred over a period of about a month in southern italy and they were all very significant earthquakes up to fifty thousand people reportedly died as a result of it so it's the Calabrian? What Calabrian, yes. Calabrian. Wow, and does it say what on the Richter scale? Or did they not have a Richter scale back then? Um, I don't know if they had a Richter scale back then, but they're, they're able to go back and kind of analyze them. So they they're all they were all 5.9 or greater. Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they had the Richter scale back then. Yeah, I, I would think that that would be challenging. I don't know, but that, but that would be a good thing for us to look up. Like when did they start using the Richter scale? Yeah, that would be. So look look it up while I maybe, go on to our next. Maybe I will look that up. Look that up, Babo. All right, so let's do let's stick with kind of geography a little bit, and that's sort of geography, right? So this is Atlas Obscura, the Daily Calendar Atlas Obscura. Okay, yeah, which is kind of a hit or miss one for us so far. It is. Some things have been pretty cool. This one's pretty cool. Other things have kind of been like, yeah, okay. I'm like super into this one and would love to see it. So this one is in Hobro, Denmark. Okay. And it's called Verdenskortet. Ah, oh, Verdenskortet. Verdenskortet. Using a wheelbarrow and a push cart and a few hand tools, it took Soren Poulsen 25 years to create a walkable three-dimensional map of the world on his family farm in Denmark. Completed um, in 1969, the Verdenskort Tet is precisely to scale. It even offers visitors a mini golf course and the chance to row a boat on the miniature Pacific Ocean. I think that's so cool. I want to see it. I, uh, that sounds like something I would do. I'll be honest Build that on your farm? Yep. Well, it would take you 25 years, so you should start now. I'm planning on having another couple hundred years, so I'm (laughs) good with that. All right. All right. I just think that looks like a really fun thing to visit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I would definitely want to rent, want to row a boat on the mini Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So. Maybe I'll do this just bigger. Okay. 
You're just actual to, size. You're gonna have to. <laughs> okay. All right. What's your? What do you got for me? Um, I've got a. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay. Okay. So you are saying there's a chance. And let me ask you what you think the shell is percentage-wise of an egg's weight. How much the shell of an egg weighs? The percentage of its weight. What percentage of its weight is the shell? I feel like it's very little. I won't say that you're wrong yet until you give me a percentage, but... I would say 10%. You would be pretty close, actually. What is it? It is 12%. Yes! I'm... I've been doing really well in these yeah. lately. And I wonder how much that varies, because some shells are like really like thick and tough to crack, you know? Others like you barely like touch it and it cracks. Right. I'm sure it's around ten to twelve percent. Don't you think? Yeah. Did you find the answer to the Richter scale thing? I did. It wasn't started till the nineteen hundreds, so yeah, they okay. definitely didn't have it back then. Alright. Yeah. So nineteen thirty five. We that's what we were thinking. We were thinking that 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 didn't yeah, okay. or, or in his 1930, in Charles Richter's 1935 paper. Okay. All right. So let's stick with science-ish, right, with the eggshells. Yeah. We'll go to what is your poop telling you. Okay. <laughs> but science-ish, yeah. right? Marine power poopers. I actually hate saying uh, the word poop, so this calendar kills me every time I have to say it. Yeah, poop is it's, it's it's an acceptable word to say though. It is. You could change it to feces every time oh, if that helps you. I, just in general, I'm not comfortable with it. However, people need to be more comfortable with it. I think. Okay, so a whale's poop is so large it can be seen from an airplane, and relative to its own body size, a sea cucumber's poop is pretty impressive too. Measuring as long as the animal itself, it's also functional. Sea cucumbers consume waste from the seafloor, then poop the waste out again, which accomplishes a re- uh, redistribution of nu- nutrients that are vital for the ocean. So two things here. We have whale poop is so large it can be seen from an airplane. So conversation starter next time you're on the plane flying yeah. over the ocean. I was thinking that you're sitting next to someone yeah. and you're like, oh, is can that, I see out the window? Is that whale poop? I see whale poop. (laughs) Right. And then I'm not sure, but the sea cucumber's poop, I guess, would be more. I don't know. That's not something I would really bring up. But I'm just going to think I'm stepping in sea cucumber poop every time I'm like walking like in the ocean now. I mean, you probably are. And that like sand, you know, like the sand when you walk out. But that's one of those things, the sea cucumber, now that I'm reading this, I feel like is one of those things that if it were to go extinct, like something really bad would happen to the food chain and there'd be a huge issue because it says it's vital for the ocean health. Well, hopefully sea zucchinis are doing okay. <laughs> okay. What do you got? I have a life hack. Okay. Okay. And <clears throat> I think this this will be very helpful for a lot of people. So, are you not sure whether to use effect or effect? Uh-huh. Affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, or yes. effect, E-F-F. Yes. Use the raven technique. Okay. Okay. Raven. So, there's the, the R apparently has no, it doesn't matter in this, but it's A-V-E-N that you want to remember, okay? So, think raven. It's what that you want to remember? The A-V-E-N. So, raven is spelled R-A-V-E-N, okay? Yes. 
So R and then A's effect equals verb, R-A-V. Effect is equal to noun. So when you're using effect, just remember it's a verb and effect is a noun. So raven, if you think raven, R-A-V's next, so it's a verb. E is effect and then N's next, noun. That is so confusing. No, it's not. I don't think anyone's ever going to use that. Everybody's going to use the Raven method from now on. It doesn't make... it. That, that doesn't seem easy to remember. That seems hard to remember. It's it's not. A-V-E-N. So A-V-E-N. why a Raven? Effect, why wouldn't they say Aven? Well, use because what's an Aven? A Raven is like a bird. You remember like a bird. I just, it has to be something that you could like visualize. And then you're like, Raven, that's right. Okay. Got so, it. So A is a... F- no, that's not going to work for me. But I guess it could work for someone. It'll work for me. Uh-huh. Did you have problems with effect and effect? No, I don't have problems with anything. Okay. Well, so there you have it. So. Okay. Let's move on to a Jeopardy question. We have African-American history for 1,000, Bob. Ready? Yes. 2013 saw the first Congress with two African-American senators when Mo Cohen of Massachusetts served with Tim Scott of this state. So we're looking for a state. This was 2013? 2013 saw the first Congress with two African-American senators when Mo Cohen of Massachusetts served with Tim Scott of this state. South Carolina. It's Jeopardy, Bob. What is South Carolina? It and that would be correct. All right. It is South Carolina. I would not do good on Jeopardy. No, you would not. I'd be like, let me ask you the question, Alex. Okay. <laughs> you would get mad at him. He'd be like, no, I don't want to ask in yeah. question form. Don't tell me what to do. All right, what do you have? Let's do uh, let's do the word of the day. Okay. How about it? So the word of the day is condone. Okay. Which is a word that is regularly regularly used. It is regularly used. Condone. It means to regard or treat something bad or blameworthy as acceptable, forgivable, or harmless. Mm-hmm. I so, can't condone that. I can't condone that. You don't condone condoning? I don't condone condoning. But I know well, what it means. But you you do. Everybody condones condoning. <laughs> I know. Everybody I know. condones things that they themselves will say like are bad. But if it's like a friend is doing it or a family member, you'd be like, Well, that's forgivable at least. Or no one got hurt, so you know. I'll condone it. It's okay if they did that or right. said that or uh, whatever. Alright. I'm not a condoner though. Do you want me to tell you something really subversive? Love is everything it's cracked up to be. That's why people are so cynical about it. It really is worth fighting for, being brave for, risking everything for. And the trouble is, if you don't risk anything, you risk even more. That was by writer Erica um, Jong. J-O-N. Jong. And Hmm. she was an American novelist. She wrote... Uh, one of her most famous novels in 1973. It was called Fear of Flying. She was, was it actually about flying? I don't believe so. She was a big um, second wave feminist in the 1960s. So, 
But I will say the quote's kind of nice. And what's a second wave feminist? Uh, first wave was more practical, I think. It was um, like laws and things like that, whereas second wave fem- feminism was more about sexuality and relationships and things like that. Oh, I see. Okay. So, but the quote itself is kind of nice. And I don't know that anyone would actually use this as a conversation starter, but the spirit of it is good because, you know, love is everything it's cracked up to be. That's why people are so cynical about it. It's worth fighting for and being brave for risking everything for. So yeah, that's why people, people risk a lot. They do for love. It's deep. It's deep. Yeah. No, it's really deep. All right. What do you got? I've got something from how to win friends and influence people. Okay. Okay. Is it something about memorizing people's names? Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're really hitting that hard. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, let's hear it. Let's let, let me let me tell it to you then. One of the first lessons a politician learns is is this: to recall a voter's name is statementship. To forget it is oblivion. Okay. To say it. recall a voter's name is statesmanship to forget it is it is oblivion okay so it's basically saying if you're not remembering these people's names that you are like trying to get to vote for you like you're going nowhere you're- i'm sure it's pretty hard to remember everyone's names that are voting for you i'm sure it is but like i mean it's effective i mean i think I'm- that's like if you look at like the most charismatic like Presidents. I mean, I think that's one of the things they did really, really well is they... Whose names do they remember? I don't know. I mean, I've heard stories about, like, say, Bill Clinton, for instance, like, just remembering people's names that he met, like, once, and people would be like, I can't believe he remembered my name. I, like, had only shook his hand or, you right. know. Well, who was the... What was the election that Joe the Plumber was the big... Remember Joe the Plumber? Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah. I think it was with um, when um, that woman from Alaska. Yeah. I can see Russia from my house, that one. Who was right, that? Right, right. What was her name? Sarah. Oh, Sarah Palin. Yeah. Remember Joe the Plumber? Thing? Yeah. And they were fighting over Joe the Plumber? Yeah. <laughs> so they remembered his name. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> well, then you get somebody like George Bush who would just give everybody kind of nicknames, and that way he doesn't have to remember his na- their names. Well, I, again, that's an effective way too. They must be going through, I feel like every month goes through a theme. And I believe January's theme was listening. Listen to people. Listen to people and not, um, you know, talk over them. I feel like February's theme is definitely going to be remembering people's names. Totally changing gears, though. I have a fact or crap for you. Okay. I'm ready for it. So, fact or crap, researchers have discovered that pregnant women receive twice as many mosquito bites as other people. That's an interesting one. I could see there being a reason for that. I'm going to say that's fact. He'd be correct. It yes. doesn't say why, though. I knew it. So, that's the only bummer about the fact or crap uh, calendars. They don't really say why. Well, aren't Is it because mis- there's two people? And the mosquitoes are biting two people versus... Yeah. It's <laughs> two for the price of one. I guess. Well, I think mosquitoes, if I remember correctly, are attracted to uh, the carbon dioxide that we exhale. 
And are they? And they could like sense it. So I think if you're maybe pregnant, like you're exhaling more carbon dioxide, and as a result, like that. That's why I hold my breath when I'm outside a lot, and I don't get bit by mosquitoes. Do you think that not to bring it back to you, Bob? But do you think that um, mosquitoes are drawn to heat? I don't. I don't know. It's because I know pregnant women are hotter in temperature than the normal person. Yeah, but I think that could result in increased carbon dioxide production. Okay. So well, I don't necessarily think it's it the heat, but from what I remember reading and hearing and, and whatnot before, it's carbon dioxide. Okay. But the heat is in a kind of indication that somebody's producing more carbon dioxide, I think, because okay. they're burning more oxygen, and as a result of bodily processes. Okay. What do you got? You got another one for me? Nope. That's all I got. That's all you have? That's all I got. All right. Well. Was that all you got? That is all I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think there was there's a couple good ones. Um, there are. The Raven technique seems like it could confuse people. That's very confusing. I didn't like that at all, but I could see that it could maybe work for some people. Yep. Percentage of of weight that an egg shell is of the whole egg. Ten percent. I think or that twelve percent. Think that could be yeah. I don't know. Interesting to some people that and, eat a lot of eggs. And this just in, Bob. About that mosquito conversation yeah. we're just having, we're both right. All right. So listen to this. Double jeopardy. Mosquitoes are attracted to the moisture and carbon dioxide in exhaled breath, and the abdomens of ab- abdomens of pregnant women were 0.7 degrees Celsius hotter. They suggest that the hotter pregnant women released more volatile substances from their skin surface, allowing the mosquitoes to detect them more easily. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. We were both right. So, yeah. All right. Well, next time uh, you see a pregnant woman, like, put a fan on her or something like that so it blows away. Oh, leave her. No, I was going to say, leave her alone. Next time you see oh, a okay. pregnant woman, leave her alone. Tell her, you're, tell her you're doing it for the mosquitoes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, have a good Wednesday and... And just remember, folks, aspire to inspire. Okay, that's what we do every day.